finally, the most important part. Service with a smile and slip up the handsome. Mmm. Heavenly, it's the second coming of coffee. Wow, this coffee's so handsome, even I'm attracted to it. Mm. Is it me or the coffee that's so hot? It's definitely the coffee. Ah, oh, nuts. No, beans. I love flicking beans. Every cup starts right here in glamorous, sunny Los Angeles, Hollywood land, California. Handsome coffee. They've got beans and brawn. Aw, oh, heck, let's just sing about it. Coffee made handsome. Warning, may cause sudden effects of handsomeness and good-lookingness. I found another coffee song by Tom Carosa. Let's play that, too. Lots of coffee. The first thought when I awake is of you, dear. I need you to invigorate, to make me clear. Your dark, rich blend sends me over the edge. I can't pretend that I don't love the Your energy Coffee It's 10 a.m. And I need you again Over and over May this affair never end And And when it's 6 a.m. and 
That was Tom Carosa. Go to www.tomcarosa.com for more. So uh, I believe she's passed on, but there was a speaker. I don't know if I'm saying Jean uh, or Jeannie, how you'd say her name, but uh, Robertson. You look her up online. And I think she was a former beauty contestant, whatever, but she became a very funny public speaker and would tour the States just on topics that were fun. So I'm going to play one of her pieces for you. And don't know style in New York City. But wait, I don't want you to think that I went over there and embarrassed the county by what I was wearing. I looked very good. I got help from my friend Jane Tucker from New York City. She has a daughter 6'4", so she knows how to help tall people find some clothes. She came down here to go through my closet and tuckerize me for pageant week. And she said, trying to line up all of my clothes, do you have a pashmina? I said, I don't think so. I've had all my shots. (laughs) She said, no, Jeannie, a pashmina. You wear it when it's not too cold and not too hot. It's just something that you have on. I said, well, we wear little sweaters for that. (laughs) She said, you need one. I'm going to send you a black one. Left brain said, don't let her do it. Don't let her do it. She's going to send something from New York City. There's no telling what this is going to cost. (laughs) Well, the pashmina came. I just want to know my information. Y'all know what it is. It's a shawl. It is a shawl like our grandmother had. Left brain looked right at it. He said, name it a pashmina. Raise the price on the shawl. Send it from New York City. I said, stop going in circles. It's apparent you don't know the style in New York City. But when I put it on, it wasn't stylish like I had seen Jane. I just put it on. It was a shawl. Next time I was with her, I saw why. She doesn't just put it on. She puts it on. She swirls that pashmina and takes this side, tosses it over this shoulder, flips up her chin. She tosses it over this shoulder and flips up that chin. So I was standing in front of the mirror trying to do this. Left brain said, what are you doing? I said, you don't know the style in New York City. Leave me alone. But when I flipped it up here, it kept falling down. So I called Jane Tucker and I said, Jane, I think my pashmina needs a little snaps up here to keep it in place. She said, it doesn't need snaps. What you need is an attitude. When you toss, flip it over your shoulder, you stare at your shoulders. It wouldn't dare come off. So I swirled that thing and tossed, flipped, and tossed, flipped, and then I stared them down, buddy. 
left brain says it. I said, you don't know the style in New York City. I got a speech in New York City, and I called Jane Tucker, and I said, just make sure I'm in style in New York City. What do you think I ought to wear? She said, black, nothing but black. Did y'all know this in New York? Black. She said, it's a dirty city. I said, I've always heard that. I can't wait to hear about it. She said, no, people go to work, then they go to the theater, and they go to dinner. They keep on the clothes all day, cars riding by cabs, splashes stuff on. If you wear pale colors like you women do in the South, you'll be dirty by 3 o'clock. Wear black. Bring your black skirt, your black sweater, jewelry, your black slacks, and don't you forget that black pashmina. I had it all out. Jerry was packing his stuff. He said, what is all this black? I said, this is all I'm taking. He said, has somebody passed? Are we going to a funeral in New York City? I said, you don't know the style in New York City. You just get your clothes, but don't stand near me. The night before my speech, they had a reception in the hotel across the street. We were to go. I wore my black skirt, black sweater, jewelry, and we were leaving. And I said, wait a minute, let me get my black pashmina, because when we come back, it will be nippy. And we went over and went up that escalator to the mezzanine level. They had a big portrait of their keynote speaker, and I had on heels, which made me 6'4". Everybody knew who I was. And if there's one thing we do know how to do in the South, it's floating around the room. I went around meeting everybody. And after about an hour, I came back over to Left Brain, and I said, it's time for us to leave. Let's move over toward the escalator. And when we got up there to the top of it, I said, back it up. I'm going to put on my pashmina. <laughs> And I swore that thing around, and I toss-flipped, and I toss-flipped, and I stared it down, and it wouldn't have moved. And down the escalator we went. People came looking over. I gave them my pageant wave. Got to the bottom of the escalator. A woman came up and said, Excuse me, why do you have a pair of black slacks wrapped around your neck? couldn't speak, but Left Brain could. He said, because it's a dirty city. She said, there's a zipper hanging down your back, wide open at the waistband here. I had taken that right leg and thrown it over here, the left leg and thrown it over there and stared them down. She says, it looks like a man or something was sitting on your shoulders and fell over and just slid out of the pants. I don't even remember leaving the hotel. The next thing I knew, we were out on the street, and I was holding it on to the building. Left brain was standing me. I was about to pass myself. And I said, I just cannot believe this is happening. And right there is when I talk about accepting things you can't change and keeping a smile on your face. Because right there, he said, I thought it looked funny when you put it on. You saw that I had a pair of black slacks wrapped around my neck and a zipper standing wide open. And you didn't think anything was wrong. And that's where his left brain kicked in on it. He said, I did think something was wrong. I thought it should have been zipped. Well, it gets worse. 
going across the sidewalk trying to get back to our hotel. I was muttering and mumbling and everything else, and I guess finally I said, I just can't believe you didn't say something. He said, I started to, honey, but as we both know, I don't know the style in New York City. Very funny lady, yes. So she was a pageant uh, lady. She was a pageant lady, but she went on to be a great speaker. You can find some of her stuff on um, uh, YouTube if you look up, look her up and, and you'll find it there. Uh, very funny. And uh, <laughs> anyway, that's a pretty funny bit. I, I kind of like that a lot. What else we got going on here? Uh, I don't know. I'm just, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I don't know about you people, but I am so tired this rain. I am tired of this rain. We need it. I know it cleans up the city and, and, and God bless we didn't have snow. So we're not mucking through that and falling and slipping and falling. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll have a little fantasy here. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go back a little bit. You're calling me. maligned dragon Don't you know that it was really a pity because there never was a different meaning other than the obvious one (laughs) But the magic dragon is only about the loss of innocence of children and now you can tell your friends that you've heard it from the dragon's father's mouth And another thing you'll notice that we are singing this song earlier in the program than we ever sang it before. That's because many of the children who used to come who were very young would fall asleep before it was possible for them to hear. So all that goes to show is that even after 25 years, a group like us can still learn something new. Sing it with me now. The magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist. In a land called Annalee, little Jackie, little Jackie Paper loved that rascal pot and brought him strings, sealing wax and other fancy stuff. Sing it out, little pot, the magic
dragon lives forever, but not so little girls and little boys. Painted wings and giant rings make way for other toys. One gray night it happened, Jackie Paper came no more. And what that mighty dragon? legend you are about to hear is true. Only the needle should be changed to protect the record. This is the countryside. My name is St. George. I'm a knight. Saturday, July 10th, 8.05 p.m. I was working out of the castle on the night watch when a call came in from the chief. A dragon had been devouring maidens. Homicide. My job. Slay him. Call me, Chief. Yeah, it's the dragon again, devouring maidens. The king's daughter may be next. Mm-hmm. You got a lead? Uh, nothing much to go on. Said you take that forty-five automatic into the lab to have him check on it? Yeah. You were right. I was right? Yeah. It was a gun. 8.22 p.m. I talked to one of the maidens who had almost been devoured. Could I talk to you, ma'am? Who are you? I'm St. George, ma'am. Homicide, ma'am. I want to ask you a few questions, ma'am. I understand you're almost devoured by the man. Is that right, Dragon? It was terrible. He breathed fire on me. He burned me already. How can I be sure of that, ma'am? Believe me, I got it straight from the dragon's mouth. 11.45 p.m. I rode over the King's Highway. I saw a man. Stopped to talk to him. Pardon me, sir. Could I talk to you for just a minute, sir? Sure, I don't mind. What do you do for a living? I'm a knave. Didn't they pick you up on a 903 last year for stealing tarts? Yeah. So what, do you want to make a federal case out of it? No, sir. We heard there was a dragon operating in this neighborhood. We just want to know if you've seen him. Sure, I've seen him. Mm-hmm. Could you describe him for me? What's to describe? You see one dragon, you've seen them all. Would you try and remember, sir, just for the record? We just want to get the facts, sir. Well, he was, you know, he had orange polka dots. Yes, sir. Purple feet, breathing fire and smoke. Mm-hmm. And one big bloodshot eye right in the middle of his forehead. And, uh, 
Like that. Notice anything unusual about him? No, he's just the one the mill dragon, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, you can go now. Hey, by the way, how are you going to catch him? I thought you'd never ask. A dragon net. 3.05 p.m. I was riding back into the courtyard to make my report to the lab. Then it happened. It was a dragon. Hey, I'm the fire-breathing dragon. You must be St. George, right? Yes, sir. I see you got one of them new 45 caliber swords. That's about the size of it. <laughs> you slay me. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. What do you mean? I'm taking it in a 502. You figure it out. What's the charge? Devouring maidens out of season. Out of season? You never pinned that rap on me. Do you hear me, cop? Yeah, I hear you. I got you in a 412, too. A 412? What's the 412? Overacting. Let's go. On September the 5th, the dragon was tried and convicted. His fire was put out and his maiden devouring license revoked. Maiden devouring out of season is punishable by a term of not less than 50 or more than 300 years. Stan Friedberg. Pretty funny. I guess we got the dragon theory uh, going today. By the way, every now and then when I say something like, oh, it's to my dog. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's a little uh, Nancy Lombardo music to mom's. I wake up in the morning, didn't sleep well through the night. I tried to get some Z's, but the voices made me right. I need a cup of Java to jumpstart and feel pert. My boys can't see from my glazed eyes that I am not alert. Everything I tell you goes in one ear, out the other. Just do what I say and listen to me. You'll live longer. I'm your mother. Make me, 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 pray to the Z. Make me, 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 pray to the Z. No texting at the table. And put away your phone. The voices in my head will.
so come on and share the wine. Make me, me, pray to the Z. reminder as my time winds down right now thank you for tuning in today to what's the buzz in new york and my nancy lombardo don't forget you can also watch my television show on cable three stations in new york city the nancy lombardo show 7 p.m but i gotta remember the numbers anyway go to my site you'll it's the nancy lombardo show Tonight at 7 p.m. and worldwide on the internet, you can watch it on your computer at www.nnw.org, the Lifestyle Channel. And don't forget that my book um, and books are available on Amazon. So buy one, buy them all, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. Big kiss. <laughs>